Hey everybody, this is Lance Meister, the board game Undead Viking, and I am on with Legends of Tabletop with John and Vincent, and I'm supposed to say something cool right now. Well, as of a few days ago, uh, I turned 45 years old, so I've successfully completed 45 trips around the sun, and here's to 45 more. But anyway, hey guys. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. Hey, what's going on? Hey everybody out there. Uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, episode 82 of the Legends of oh. Tabletop podcast. We've got uh, Lance with us tonight. We're, we're happy to have him on, so thank you for coming on, sir. No, I am, I am supremely happy uh, to be here. Uh, this took a little while for us to finagle out the time and the day and everything like that, but I'm glad we were able to finally pull it off. And it's, it's on the 13th, though. I'm kind of a Triskaidekaphobic, so, uh -oh. um, which, yeah, which, you know, hopefully this goes well. Which then, of course, I found out that Triskaidekaphobia isn't a real thing. It's like, like, really? like I, I've always heard that, like, Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of, like, the number 13, but then... It turned out that wasn't a real thing. It wasn't like, uh, like, like that, that isn't like the real word or, or whatever like that. So there, there really isn't a true Triskaidekaphobic out there. But I don't know. There you go. See, you tune in for games, and then you come in and you learn something. So there you go. Well, I'm, I, unlearn something. Yeah. If if anybody if 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 anybody knows who I am, it's unfortunately I do go down a few rabbit holes and and uh, <laughs> dude, I, I just realized I'm digging the I'm digging. Vincent, I'm digging the, the, the Christmas lights in the background. Thank you. Uh, yes, that's, uh, that's very, very Christmassy. Uh, I've been fond of, of Christmas lights since I was a kid, so. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, isn't it, I mean, Christmas is awesome. I mean, it's just, it really is, uh, it's, you mm -hmm. know, I, I mean, you know, like, you know the, all the whole stage of it, there was like this glut of Christmas not being that much fun for me but man once i had kids you know then yeah all over again and having kids in christmas man that's the best ever but anyway we should probably talk about games or something right <laughs> so so you you jumped over our something cool segment so you just turned 45 so that's, that's pretty cool um, you have anything uh, exciting that's been going on? Anything, any cool things that are happening? Well, probably the coolest thing, like you, I always like try to, you know, December is like that really weird like month of like reflection because you, you're wrapping up a year and you're looking back and like in 2016, obviously, you know, a lot of people have said that it kind of stunk and yeah, there's a lot of things that, that like have not been great about 2016, but I'm in a really weird area of flux because uh, you know, there's a lot of things about the year 2016. I, I don't want to get political or anything like that in any way. But, I mean, there's stuff that everybody, like, like you know, like, I'm from Minnesota, and, like, you know, our native son, like, Prince, you know, he died. You know, that, that stinks. You know, a great musician. David Bowie passed away. Things like that. Like, we have these, like, these great arts, these artists that, that are no longer with us, and there's these things about 2016 that just kind of stink. Um, and then, you know, and – but 2016 was, uh, like, an incredibly – momentous and amazing year for me um, personally because um, after working in a corporate world for um, over a decade and a half 
uh, I actually was able to uh, get rid of the 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 tie and the button-up shirt and the khakis, and and uh, I'm now working within the board game industry. Uh, I, I work for Taste Minstrel Games. I'm, I'm part of their marketing and media and game development. And, um, man, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I, I didn't know how much I could, like, enjoy work until I actually had a job that I could actually enjoy. So uh, it's been really fantastic. I mean, it's just it, it, this has been a really, really great year for so many reasons for me. And and um, so it's weird. It's like you look back at 2016 and, and, and or the year in December and, like, you have all these, like, moments and it's just like overall, I'm going to say 2016 was really awesome. But I know like a lot of people are all like doom and glooming it, you know. And so I feel like I have to keep my mouth shut and like, oh yeah, yeah, totally, 2016 stinks. <laughs> and I'm over the thing like, ah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always a mixed bag, right? I mean, uh, you, you have to have those negative things to. I mean, if you didn't have bad things, you wouldn't know what the good things were. Ex- so, I mean, it's sort of a Zen thing. So it all kind of balances out. I like that. I, I mean, that was a, that was a South Park episode. That was that was that was Butters who was all sad and, and he was crying. And then, and then he said uh, he said, "No, if I didn't if I didn't feel like crap today, I wouldn't know how great it would be tomorrow." You know. So it was like, yeah, that's true. And you have to mm-hmm. you have to have the lows and the highs, right? Nobody yep. wants to be very straight across. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't it'd just be the same all the time. Yeah. And the weird thing is, I mean, and to tie it actually into games, I mean, like, we're going to actually, like, you know, discuss games and talk about games. I mean, 2016 has been a, for me anyway, has been a really weird up and down year for games, too. I mean, um, I mean obviously, the board game industry is like, you know, it's, 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 it's getting to this weird situation in my mind where, you know, we're, we're growing at this exponential rate. And but we're still small, right? Mm-hmm. So like we, we have so it's 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 this kind of this 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 clash of of like old and new where we have people I mean I, I can't speak for you guys, but I mean I've been into board gaming for you know good ten plus years and I remember, you know, ten plus years ago when board gaming really wasn't it wasn't huge. And the thing is that anytime we say, oh, it wasn't huge like it is now, but even when we say like it is now, board gaming is still really small. I mean, sure. compared to other media, other things that people do for fun, you know, things like that, we're still really tiny. But comparatively, it's so much bigger now than it was. I, I've often said that like, you know, 10 years ago, you could tell yourself, you know, I could own like the 75 really good board games. And those are the only 75 board games you needed to own. But now it's like, there's so many out there and everything's just, you know, being published. I mean, I can remember when Agricola was going to come out and and there was like this weird buzz for it. You know, it was just like, Oh my gosh, there's this like this farming game, you know? And I mean, it was just like, and everybody was just, there was like, you know, for six months, everybody was just trembling with the idea and we got to make sure you order early because then you'll get the meeples that have their shaped like animals. And, and everyone was like really excited about it. And now, I mean, I mean, not that Agricola is a bad game by any means, but I mean, now it would just, it would just be like a little blip, you know, just, you know, here's another game about farming, you know? And, you know, so, it's been really weird to see us get bigger and then both the good and the bad things that have come out of that. You know, so, I mean, 2016 really showed me that, man, finding the good games in the morass of the, the, the things that are average um, has been really difficult this year for me. Uh, you know, usually it's easy for me to pinpoint, like, when these are my top five games I played this year. And it's like, it was, it's really tough to, to, to find those right now. Is it a little bit of um, 
fatigue, you know, doing so many reviews, playing so many games and doing all kind of stuff to, for something to sort of stand out then and be like, Hey, you know, this makes my, my top 10 for this year, or I really enjoyed, you know, whatever. The, the bad, the sad thing is, is that like I, I used to do a top 10 video or a top 20 video and I haven't done one in a few years now. I mean, mostly I think, yeah, partially due to fatigue and partially um, due to the fact that, like I said, it is really, really tough for games to pop up and really, you know, show themselves to me in a weird way. I, I, I just, it's like, like it's, it's not that the games are bad. It's just when I realize that like I've played, you know, well over a thousand games now. And it's just like, you know, it's really tough for a game to really show me something new or different or, yeah, I got a cat that does the same thing. Uh, He's an asshole. <laughs> my, my, when we, I have a, I have a weekly show that we do a, a Google hangout for. And like, you know, my cat doesn't pay any, any attention to me until I'm sitting in front of the computer. And then, then, then she needs the attention, but no, um, it's it's one of those things where uh, it's you know I would love in a weird way well uh, two things I I would I would both love and hate coming into the hobby right now one I would love it because of the sheer volume on the options that you'd have I mean just like just how many like games like just look and are really fun to play look awesome and are really fun to play but at the same time I would I would be really intimidated getting into the hobby right now. I mean, just like, how would you even know where to begin? I mean, I, I think everybody at some point or another, like when they first got into the hobby, the first thing they did, and this is, I mean, maybe not recently, but the first thing you did was all of a sudden you, you were like, you were, you were, you, you were buying like five, six games a month. And you were just like, Oh wow. I mean, and I've heard so much, so many great things about power grid. I need to pick that up. Or, mm-hmm. or I've heard, you know, the, there's this awesome game, you know, called Kingsburg. And somebody said it was really amazing, you know, and it's just like, and so you have like this backlog of awesomeness that you can, you can track down and you can get on your shelf and, and so you can kind of like, you know, catch up so to speak. And then, then you're on pace, and so then when the new stuff comes out, you can kind of you know consume it. But now, I mean, there's just too many. There's just no way. And 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 also, I always used to say like you could, as a reviewer, you could feasibly play the fifty to a hundred games that are like the big new releases in the course of a year. Now there's just no way. You, I mean, they, I mean, you'd have to. I mean, uh, and with all respect, you'd have to be. You, I mean, you have to like really be Tom. I mean, Tom Vessel and just have, that's your job. I mean, as a professional reviewer, I mean, that's, that's so, you know, when you get up in the morning and you go sit down at the table and you're not only having breakfast, but you're also reading the rules to like the five games you're going to play that day. So you can make those reviews. I mean, it's so, um, otherwise, I mean, man, that cat, (laughs) it would be fine if he just sat here, but he sits here for a little while and then he just starts to bite me because he's a dickhead. Uh, That's why yeah. he gets the heave ho. <laughs> nice. Um, no, so I mean, it's yeah, I, like I said, I love the hobby. It's my passion. It's it's um, you know, it's it's my job now. I mean, so I mean, it's like I I am very blessed uh, to 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 have the opportunities that I have I have right now. But um, you know, it's it's such a we're we're changing so much right now as as a as, a, as an industry that. It's um, it's kind of it's both scary, but also uh, you know, really exciting too. So I guess and, and those things kind of go hand in hand with a lot of things, though I think. Sure. 
Um, so talking about doing reviews and all these different things, uh, how long have you been doing it? And, and what was sort of the, uh, the thought behind it? Like, what well, was like, Hey, I'm going to make a YouTube channel. Like how did that whole thing come about? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, you want the short or the long story? I mean, cause I could, I, I mean, I, um, I mean, the big thing that happened for me was, uh, you know, I, after, after kind of, I mean, I was, I was a gamer. I was born in 1971. Um, I got introduced to Dungeons and Dragons by my older brother when I was like seven or eight years old. And I really started down the path of like, you know, tabletop gaming, which wasn't even called tabletop gaming back then. That wasn't even like, nobody would even consider calling it that. But I mean, like that was, that was playing games for me. And that was before, I mean, yeah, you might, play an Atari or somebody's got a ColecoVision or something like that, but nobody played computer games or, you know, played uh, if you wanted to play a video game, you rode bike to the mall and you put quarters in a, in, in games and you played at the arcade. So, um, yeah, so, you know, so what happened was like, I really got into games. I played a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, role-playing games when I was younger. Um, and I, then I kind of branched into some, like the, the Steve Jackson stuff, like the, 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 if, if you know which ones I'm talking about, the ones that came in basically that little, uh, black, uh, flip box, you know, like the car wars or, uh, battle suit or ogre, you know, the, which technically were board games, but they weren't like mm-hmm. board games that we like, they weren't monopoly or payday or careers or kerplunk or any of those things that you, that were in everybody's, uh, you know, like game cabinet that the parents had. And, um, so, and then I, and then we kind of took that and we branched into things like Mech Warrior and Battletech and, and we played GURPS, I mean, just all kinds of role-playing games and like, and then role-playing games, board games that had kind of a role-playing element to them. Um, at some point, somebody picked up a game, the cop, a copy of Talisman. I don't remember when. My, my buddy David found a copy and picked it up and he's, and, and we started playing that. And that was like the first real like board game we played a lot of, you know, because it was, it was fantasy based. It was, it, you know, it felt kind of like playing D and D, but you were just like, you know, playing this game talisman. We played a lot of that, but as with everything, you know, once you get out of high school and you get into college, you know, you kind of, the, the group busts up and you don't really see each other that much. And so I kind of like, I didn't really play a lot of games. I, I played D and D every once in a while. I mean, I remember trying to get a college group together, but it just didn't really work really well. Um, but, once we all kind of got out of college, we started finding jobs and we finding kind of achieved normalcy. The, the, the guys that stayed in our hometown and including myself, you know, we kind of found each other again and we started playing a lot of D and D again. And we kind of played a bunch of that, but as things happen, you know, you get older, uh, people get wise, people get kids. And the big thing for me, what happened was it was that, um, you know, I, I, I met my future wife and, after we'd been dating for a short period of time, uh, we were going to be parents. And, uh, and so then I found that my time was like being decreased a lot. And I couldn't like, I couldn't set aside like an eight hour day to play Dungeons and Dragons anymore. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't flying when you got a three month old kid and, you know, and, and a fiance, you know, so, so I was like, I got to find something for us to get together. We can still get together and do something, but we come you know, in a shorter period of time. And so I, I, I did some searching and I, I stumbled upon like the board game geek website. Cause I was like, I got to find a game like talisman. I was like, that's what I got to find. But talisman was like long out of print at that time. It just, it was one of those, it was, it was that game that it, fantasy flight hadn't brought it back. 
Um, you know, you know, like, so nobody knew, well, te technically there was that company called black box entertainment or whatever, I think was the company that brought it back. And then, and they ended up selling the rights to FFG if I remember correctly. But, um, so I was like digging for games and I found this game, this called Arkham Horror. And I was a big Call of Cthulhu fan back when I was younger. And I was like, that game sounds fun. You know, I was like, Oh, we got to save the world against Cthulhu. And, uh, I said that 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 sounds like it'd be a fun game, and so I, I I found a place. Actually, I found a guy on eBay selling it that was in my hometown. Oh, so nice. I just drove, I, yeah. So I just drove over to his house and I handed him thirty bucks, and he handed me a copy of Arkham Horror. <laughs> and uh, and you know, and so I, I brought it home and I cracked it open and uh, I started reading the rules. And you know, I was like, oh, you know, I couldn't really understand what I was reading, but I was That's like. Yeah, yeah, we 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 can figure this out. We can figure this out, you know. So I invited my buddies over, and we played this game of Arkham Horror, and we lost horribly. Um, you know, Yog Sotha, Theta Sol, or something, and and uh, but we had a lot of fun, and we had a blast, and and I was like, this is really really good. And so then I went back to the Board Game Geek website, and I actually finally registered finally, and I put my got a name on there, and. And I and I did some research on Arkham Horror, and then I found like some like a rules summary for it, and I was like, "Wow, we played this all wrong!" You know, <laughs> I was just like, "So, so we, we I, I I printed off a bunch of these rule sheets, these rules reminders, and um, and so I invited everybody over, and we played it, and we had a blast with it, and and we and then we didn't win either. I we think we had to, we played it like six or seven times where we finally won a game. It was like, and I, and I knew we were. I mean, now looking back, I realized that I mean, we really liked the game obviously because we kept coming back for more punishment mm -hmm. and um and then at some point like i just you know it's like you when it's like when you scratch the first itch on bgg when you start digging in and you and that was and, and once again this is back when bgg was a different website back then and i don't mean it's it was better or worse or anything like that it was just different and um there were like the 250 odd people that were very very uh, prevalent and very vocal on the message boards. And like, and you kind of got to know everybody in a weird way. I mean, you'd recognize their avatars, you recognize who they were, you, you, you'd have ongoing conversations about games and everything with these people. And, um, and there was a, a sense of uh, unity. And, um, and eventually what happened was I just, you know, it was like I wanted to do more with board games, but I couldn't play them all the time. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to just start writing reviews. Uh, and I just started writing reviews of the board games I played. And um, I started getting some really positive feedback from people. And somebody, and that was back when Tom and Scott Nicholson were like the two guys. There was a third guy, and I can't remember his name to save my life. I, 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 I keep telling myself I got to look that guy up. But there was a third guy that was doing videos at the time too. And there were other people that maybe did one or two here and there. But there were three people that were – doing them. And that third guy is long since gone. I don't know what happened to him, but, um, uh, the, the, the Tom and Scott Nicholson were the ones. And I remember I reached out to Scott Nicholson cause somebody said, Hey, you should, you should do video reviews. And I was like, so I reached out to Scott Nicholson and I said, how do you, how do you go about choosing, you know, the, the game to do and how do you do this and what kind of equipment do you use? And he and I exchanged, you know, a few emails and then, and, and to this day, I, I, you know, I still consider him a pretty good friend. And, you know, he suggested me what to do, and then I I started stumbling my way through uh, videos. And that was back when, like, on YouTube, like, you had to have, like, you were limited to, like, a five-minute video, I think, if I remember correctly. Or maybe, maybe it was ten minutes. 
And one of the things that Scott Nicholson had going for him was because if you were an educator and he was a professor and he still is, um, you could have uh, unlimited length videos on YouTube. You know, they, they'd allow an educator because like it was, you know, you could use them for, you know, teaching and whatever. Sure. But like, if you were just some schmub, you know, you got like five minutes and you could do videos that were five or 10 minutes long. And so I remember, I remember, um, like being feeling that it was ham that was just I couldn't talk as you can tell by this this story <laughs> I, I I I have trouble being succinct and so I so I I actually posted the, the majority of my first videos back in the day on Vimeo uh, which like if you were on Vimeo and you paid them five dollars a month they let you have your videos be as long as you wanted them to be. And uh, you, you had some other perks as well. So I just, I, I paid them that money and I, I posted my, my first and then you can find them. They're still on there. And then like, and, uh, and I, and I, you know, that's what I did. And um, eventually what happened with YouTube, I think if I remember correctly, like if you had a certain number of subscribers or if you had a certain number of views, then you, you got upgraded automatically. And so then I started transferring those videos over. But I remember I, I just, I basically stumbled my way through them and I'll say this. And I've said this in every single time anybody's ever asked me this question. I said that I, and I, and I believe this is that if I hadn't started doing the videos that I did when I did, because there basically was only like three or four people that were doing it. Um, I would not have the following that I got and I would not have the following that I have um, just because now, cause I, I mean, I personally don't feel that I bring anything very specific uh, to what I do. I don't have a flashy intro. I don't have, you know, four cameras and three different angles. And, and, you know, I, I, I you know, I use Sony Vegas, but I use it for about maybe one tenth of its potential. Um, you know, I, I don't have a $2,000 camera, you know, I, 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 so, I mean, I don't have, my production quality and everything is, is acceptable at best. And I guess the only good thing, I mean, the one thing I had back in the day was that I wasn't scared to have a 30 minute video where like, and then I, and there was, I remember I got constant comments like your videos are too long. Your videos are too long. And I just said, well, I'm going to do these the way I'm going to do them. And I can't, I can't talk for five minutes. It just, it drives me crazy not to be able to say everything I want to say. So no and way. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily enough, luckily enough, I, 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 I got a, I, I, I got a uh, following, you know, and, and the people that enjoyed what I had to say or enjoyed what I did, um, you know, they, they, they appreciate it and let me know. And, and I've just built it up from then. And luckily enough for me, I, I, you know, I got to the point where, um, you know, I, I became friends with uh, the people at Taste Instal Games and, and, it, and eventually, at one point, uh, they offered me a job. And so, here I am. All right. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. And I, I don't I, – you know, I, I'm not a – I try not to be very prideful, I guess. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, I've, I've, I'll, I'll, I'll – to anybody who listen, I, I'll, I'll say fully well, my wife will agree with me, is that um, I've kind of – I've kind of half-assed my way through life in a lot of ways. And I, and I've kind of, uh, um, you know, it's just like, and, uh, I, you know, it's just like, I have to be passionate about something for it to like really grab me. And like, I'm willing to put in that extra effort. I mean, I've had a lot of jobs where I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll do what I needed to do and, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll get it done and I'll, I'll even do a good job at it. But I mean, I just, I just don't care. But I, I, 
I'm very proud of the fact that whatever happens, um, you know, I can point to my entire, my, my YouTube channel, all those videos I've done. I can point to that and say, you know what? I, that's all me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't join up with anybody to do it. I just, I just, I flat out said, I'm going to just do this. And I created it from scratch. And so I'm pretty proud of it. And, uh, and I try not to buy into my own hype um, a little bit. Um, I, luckily my wife is more than willing to, like if I go to a convention, like I'll come back and I'll, you know, it's like, and like I talk to about, you know, a bunch of strangers come up and say hi to me and talk to me about games. I come home with a little bit of, not as much anymore, but I mean, I remember one time I went to Gen Con and like definitely came back with a little bit of a head, big head on me and then you know my wife was kind enough to put me back in my place so that, yeah, go uh, take out the trash go yeah basically yeah. Dog poop, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 okay mr big you know why don't you go ahead and uh, get that laundry folded and put that away for me already mm-hmm. so but well, yeah, yeah so we have a similar thing i mean i it's funny that you say that because i actually wrote a blog post on my on my personal blog about a similar thing just you know kind of like getting through and just kind of getting by like work is work like it's not you know whatever and you know vince and i this whole i got divorced and you know the blog sort of my personal blog came out of that and then this sort of an extension of that and Vince pushed me to do it. And, and, you know, it's the same thing. Like, you know, we're one of, I don't know, a million podcasts. I mean, it's not anything that anybody's doing that's spectacularly different, but you know, we do it the best we can. We, you know, we go out and we do a good job and you know, we we're out here every week doing the thing and doing the research and all the stuff. So yeah, I mean, well, you, you you take pride in it, but you're not like, oh, I'm the best that there ever was because there's <laughs> people that have been doing it a lot longer than we have. <laughs> the, the one thing that I've had a lot of people like, I've had a lot of people say or whatever is like, they've asked me, like, well, how do you get how do you get started, or, or you know, what's 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 the what's the what's the trick? And I was like, well, there really isn't a trick. I said, that if anything, I can just say is, you'll be consistent. So like, if somebody who tracks you down and and like and listens to your podcast or watches your video review and says, no, I re- I really liked uh, the way they handled that, or I really liked the way that they uh, they approached you know that particular uh, that that video or 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 that that opinion, I'd really like to see what else they have to say. Well, if, if you're making it tough for them to track down and find something else that they've had to say or or whatever then you're going to lose that person. Cause like, you know, cause there's so much information and there's so much out there for people to consume that like, you know, if you get that one person to have that, you know, moment where they're thinking about clicking on the subscribe button, you know, you kind of have to, uh, you kind of have to, you get them, you know, at, at that moment, you know, and, and unfortunately it's like, you know, it, I mean, I, I can totally like, uh, in my opinion, like, well, how many times have I said, Oh, I got to remember that. I never do. You know, if I don't write it down or if I don't like, you know, stick it on my monitor, I'm never going to remember. But, um, you know, and the other thing I said is, is that ultimately, I mean, it's just like, if what I've always said is that, you know, it's, if you go trying to trick people into watching your content it just doesn't work if you try to be something you're not it doesn't work if you you know i mean you have to yeah not to it's not the greatest uh, comparison in the world but um yeah you know, i'm 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 a consumer of of all things weird and and whatever but i mean and i um i'm a big fan and not so much that I watched all the time, but I'm a big fan of like the cult of that is uh, professional wrestling. And I, and I enjoy, I enjoy the, I enjoy the, 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 
pageantry. pageantry. Yes, I enjoyed the pageantry of it a great deal. Thank you for the word. Um, and uh, but I remember, and I've read a lot of books about it, you know, and just because of like its beginnings and how it got started, and and um, one of the things I remember reading about there, there's a wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page, and like you know, his he's he's very unique in what he didn't really get started professional wrestling until he was almost into his 40s. I mean, he but he was always on the fringe. He was always on the fringe. He was like, he was always trying to. He was he was friends with wrestlers. He was always trying to like get in with them. He was like always trying to be a gimmick or something like that. He was trying to do stuff and and um and there was this thing where like uh like he was he was and he's always been kind of larger than life, you know, sequins and, and rhinestones and, and, you know, driving a pink Cadillac and, you know, just being a crazy guy. And, um, and they said, and like, there was Mick Foley in his book, he, he said something and like, like, like Diamond Dallas Page picked him up from the airport and this big pink Cadillac, and he's wearing this giant 10 gallon hat and he's just larger than life. And, and, uh, he picked him up, him and like Dusty Rhodes or Harley race or something up at the airport. And, and they drove him to the, the their match, and he dropped him off, and he drove away. And and, and Mick Foley said, "That guy's a, you know, it's like, he's like, he's like, what a what a wannabe that guy is, or whatever." And then Dusty Rhodes or Harley Race or something said, "You know, he's like that guy's going to be a great professional wrestler." And he's like, yeah. "Why?" He's like, "Why?" He's like, "Because he lives his act." I mean, that that's him. He's like, he's like, yes, he's he's completely over the top, and he's and but it isn't an act. It was just that's that's what he was. And so, like, if you present your channel or you present your podcast or you present your reviews and you are genuine. I mean, people, people can tell, I mean, people are smart. They can, they can see when people are, I mean, I can, I can even tell when like I'm watching a video reviewer because like you say, if you watch, if you watch somebody that's done like 10 reviews and all of a sudden they do an 11th one, it's just weird and different. People are going to recognize that. People are going to say, "Well, it's like, what are you doing? You know, that isn't you." You know, and it's just like it, it you know, and it's just so. Yeah, I always say, just be yourself, and because at the very least, if you completely and totally fall on your face, but at least you can say, "Well, at least I did it my own way. At least I did it. I was true to myself. I was true." Yeah, that's. I, I, I've kind of had that attitude about everything in my life. You know, just fall. You know, succeed or fail in your own on your own uh, uh, merit. You know, and then just pick yourself up, learn what you've learned from it, and try again. Word. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And speaking of wrestling, you have your own uh, wrestling podcast, don't you? Yeah, we just started that. Me and uh, Michael Fox uh, and his and his and his lovely wife Steph. Yeah, we we're yeah. actually I think we're recording our next episode here in a couple of days. That's I mean, uh, Michael Fox and I. My, I I've, I've I've only met his wife once, but I mean, Michael Fox is a genuinely wonderful human being, and um, and he is is a cornucopia of wrestling knowledge. He and I uh, ended up at Origins uh, this last year. We were just, uh, it was one of those situations where he and I just ended up in like the same, have you guys ever been to Origins? No, I haven't, unfortunately. All right, I would, I would I mean, in my opinion, and you heard it here first, <laughs> uh, Origins is going to become like the cool Gen Con. I mean, because yep. um, it is, it is, it's not going to be, uh, it's 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 in a it's in a wonderful area. It has the best food of all time because it, you you leave. There's this place called the North Market that's a block away from the convention center, and it's basically this ba- uh, a warehouse that they've converted into a place where there's like probably 14 different little restaurants that you just walk up and you just t- take your food and you take your food upstairs and you eat it. And it's just and and if you want 
if you want like <laughs> if you want burgers if you want chicken if you want pasta if you want greek if you want or you know asian you know, whatever whatever kind of food you, you like um gourmet donuts there i mean just like right. you know so yeah all kinds of crazy stuff so but yeah origins is like it's what if like all like all your favorite um you know game publishers decided they go to the uh a convention that feels big like Gen Con but has about a sixth as many people there so yeah. like you you just you just feel yeah so it just it feels it has everything you want that Gen Con has but you know not the zoo the Gen Con is so um you know, it's it's uh, so Origins is 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 fabulous. But anyway, regardless, I told you that story so I could tell you that I ran. I ended up in the North Market. I went and got some of this like this spicy hot chicken that they have there, and I ended up sitting down. And Michael was just happened to be like at the, at the other table, and then we just started talking about wrestling, and uh, we started we started arguing over how um, just how horrible John Cena was and how he's ruining <laughs> the WWE. You know, <laughs> you know, and just uh, yeah, and and. Um, so we had we had a very lively discussion, and then we we just talked for a long time. I was like, we should really do a podcast. We should really do a wrestling podcast. And so finally, we were just like, tack with it. Even if only seven people listen to it, let's uh, let's do it. And so then we did. Yeah, yeah nothing but, mentioned, nothing gained, right? Well, and that's just the whole thing is is that we are we don't look at that as a thing to like you know like we don't I I have I have I don't think there's I anything there's no business end to the wrestling podcast whatsoever, other than it's just an excuse for me to get together with two wonderful people and talk about wrestling for an hour. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that, that, that's what that serves. That's worth, it by, that's worth it by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Especially as busy as everybody is nowadays. Sometimes that's just the easiest way to, to do something. It's like, Hey, let's just, I, my Vince called me on the phone the other day and we were both like, I don't remember the last time that we actually talked on the phone. Cause it's like, Hey, do you want to do a hangout? Sure. You know, give me 10 minutes. Let me set up my laptop. I'm like that's yeah. just, it's, it's the <laughs> video wall now from the Jetsons, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it, and I think that's, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, but I think, but I think society as a whole is moving towards the point where we, you know, we're barely going to use our phones to actually talk on anymore. It's going to, it's going to be our little personal computer that we send a, a, a send a, a written message to somebody and then use it to keep track of or we're supposed to be that day, you know? Yeah, I, it's it's a different world. Like I said, I, um, I my 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 kids are going to grow up in a world where, you know, uh, nobody has a phone on their wall. Whereas whereas uh, you mm-hmm. know, whereas you know, back in the day, like in my parents' house, we had like what we had one, two, something. three. Yeah, we had four. We we had two lines. We we even had that thing that had the like the, the children's <laughs> line, you know. So and 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 and, and I don't remember if you remember this because I'm a child of the seventies, like I said, but. In the phone book, there was like everybody's phone number was listed in there, and like so you'd look up, and then then there'd be the normal phone number, and then actually they'd sub reference put children's line, and then they put the phone number on there. Kid, what world did we live in where we just basically said, "You want to talk to some kids? Yeah. <laughs> this number." <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like you know, what what creepo world did we live in that we just we just basically gave a direct line to everybody. Yeah, I don't remember those, and at least not on the East Coast. 
Oh yeah, no, I remember that was, and then, um, and then I remember, and this is, this is horrible, but they, uh, I mean, but I remember like you would, you, as kids, you would sit there and you'd go through the phone book and you'd try to find the people with the creepy names or with the weird names, you know, and then you'd call them up, you know, like make, prank call them in, <laughs> prank call because, because it was before caller ID, right? You could just call somebody up nope. and just, and just say, you know, yeah. it's just like, is this Mr. Pinkelfiker? You know, hey, you got a funny name, you know, and then hang up, you know, and nothing you can do about it, you know. So, yeah, but yeah, because we're all, we're all horrible human beings when you're young. So, <laughs> On some level. <laughs> well, on some level, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, just it's – and that's it. And then so then that stuff comes back to haunt you because, of course, now, you know, my daughter is, like, in grade school and she's in fourth grade. And now she's, like, you know, you're just starting to deal with when she's saying that people are jerks at school. And you're like, okay, well, I, I can't really go to school and beat them up. So, you know, yeah. it's just like – so you call the, call the teacher and then also in the back of your head you're like, well, this is something – well, also they have to learn to fight for themselves and mm-hmm. and they, I can't be there all care. the time. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I mean as as um I, until I actually got to be a big kid, I remember, you know, uh I remember that was the the daily daily chase home, you know, because we were the nerds that liked D&D, brought our yeah. D&D books to school and mm-hmm. and thankfully, thankfully there was the finally the one day when I realized that I was taller than most of them and I was <laughs> like wait a minute, why am I running from you? I just like you know, and just you know, and then then they were like, "Wait a minute, he is taller than us." You know, and just like, okay, and hit some kid over the head. I hit some kid over the head with my backpack that had my Dungeon Master's Guide and my Monster Manual and my Player's <laughs> Handbook, and going flying into a locker, and then that was that. That put an end to that. Nobody wanted to. His 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 his, his backpack weighs forty pounds. You don't want to mess. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, let's let's try to steer this back over oh, yeah. and put the ship back on course. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, it's, uh, the majority, by and by and large, the the reviews that you've done have all been positive. Um, do you feel you know because a lot of because th- we do some game reviews. We don't do a ton, but we do do some. Um, yeah. And and most of that stuff's coming from people doing Kickstarters. And we do the interviews, and we you know try to help with that you know promotion. No, I, 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 mean, I think, social I think media that's stuff. great. I mean that 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 personal like interview stuff and everything like that. I mean that's yeah. I like what you guys do with that. that, that I mean because oh, well, no no I mean because yeah, I think it is it is something where like you know it it's it's an extra element to especially now that like I mean back in the day and I'll let you get to your question here but back in the day like you when you would you when when somebody would publish a game. It's like you didn't know who the designer was. You didn't know who yeah, that dude yeah. was. I mean, you, you'd see the name or something like that. But but now with Kickstarter, it's like here you have some guy who's going to self-publish a game. And it's like, oh, well, now you can actually find out, okay, you know, how did this game come about? You know, what were the ideas behind it? You know, it's like, oh, I've been working on this for like nine years, you know, because me and my best friend in high school had this idea. You know, and so it's like it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful, like, maturation of, of, of the idea and, and how you got to that point. But, you know, so which, which I, which I, which I enjoy, I enjoy the, I enjoy the history of things yeah. a great deal. But, and not only that too, I mean, we'll, I mean, we've had people on to discuss Kickstarters and we may talk about the Kickstarter for like all of 10 minutes and then just do this and just kind of bullshit for a while. And I think, <laughs> you know, even that is, is beneficial because you kind of get a chance to see, you know, who the people are behind it. It's not just a name on a box or like, okay, well, yeah, it was me and my friend and, you know, we were in high school, but you just get a sense for like who people are and, you know, what they're into and, you know, games that have influenced them and all that kind of stuff. And I, I enjoy that. And we've, you know, we've made 
tons of friends that way. We're friends with people on Facebook and stuff now. So it's, it's been really cool for us to do it. And it's, it's, it's really neat to be a part of that community, even in an ancillary fashion to, you know, try to help promote stuff and, you know, get people's, you know, in some cases, their dreams out there. I mean, like Chaosium's yeah. just using Kickstarter as a pre-order, but you know, you get uh, you know, like a Sean Epperson or or uh, you know uh, uh, Scott Scott Hansen. You know, some you know most people don't know who they are, but you know, they've got histories and stories and you know all these different things, and you know they're out there doing their stuff, and it's it's cool to be able to help and you know sort of be a part of that. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think but I, I, I'm going to dovetail into what I think your question was going to be. Most of my reviews are positive. Well, the thing is, is that at this point, um, you know, my reviews are about Kickstarters. That's, that's what I, that's what I do. Um, I will, every once in a while, I'll have the occasional non Kickstarter review, but for the most part, uh, they're Kickstarters because it's, um, I am contacted by, by publishers, by Kickstarter companies, by, by whatever. And, um, you know, they, they license my services for it. And, and, and then I go through a vetting process. I ask to read the rules. Uh, if I think the game's got some legs, I'll ask them to send me a copy. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it through the ringer, uh, with my, my, my group, my playing solo, playing with my daughter. And if it's something that I actually enjoy, um, then I'll do a video. And if it isn't, then I say, no, thank you. And, you know, and then we cut ties at that point and we move forward. Um, but the thing is, is that, it, that see, at that point, you know, I would never, I would never like contract out to do a video and then like say, well, don't back this. It's a pile, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's just because one, I've always said this just because, you know, the only thing I have going for me is the fact is the sheer number of games that I've played. That's the only thing that I think maybe differentiates myself from the, the average person who's going to watch one of my videos. Um, and even then that might not be the truth. Uh, but I, I firmly believe that my opinion of whether or not the game is good or not is no more valid or invalid uh, than anybody else's. It's just I'm, I'm willing to put my face and my name and, and put it out there for somebody to look at. Um, so for me to say, well, I didn't really like this game, well, you know, there might be 10 people that really loved it. So um, I don't want to, like, have, you know, a thousand people would ever watch my video and say, well, I'm not giving that guy $40. <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I mean, you know, I, cause that's, 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 and, and I, you know, and I understand I've caught some flack for that. I mean, we definitely, I definitely hear uh, from a lot of people. It's like, Oh, well, you don't, you don't do any negative reviews. Well, the thing is, is I have done a few and the thing is, and the negative reviews are fun to do. Trust me. Um, there's nothing better than eviscerating something that really needs to, have a, 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 a spear shoved through its stomach, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's still, it's, it's not, I don't know. It is, it, it's just, I always said, I'm going to continue doing this or being part of like the media and board games for as long as it's fun. And I don't find like, you know, I, I it's a lot of time, you know, to, to get the game set up and to talk about it and formulate my thoughts and do everything. And to do that for a game that I don't like, it just seems, it seems like I'm almost doubling down on the hatred at that point, you know, because it's like, not only did I not like playing the game, but I'm going to spend the next 15 hours you know, <laughs> really destroying it. And, you know, mm -hmm. the thing is, is that the other night I was like, you know, because that's when I actually get most of my thinking done. When I'm lying awake and waiting to fall asleep. I said, you know, how, I was like, could I possibly, like, do, like, 
like a 10 minute or less video of just why a game is bad. Like if I, if I just, if I just approached it, if I played a game and I just really, really disliked it. And I even like was coming, trying to go on the site. It's like games, like, like come up with like a, 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 a chain of games, like games I hated after one play, you know, just like, and like that, you know, so it's like, you know, completely and totally opinionated, probably wrong because I only gave it one shot. And I was right. like, that would that almost be fun. Like if I could do it in a way that like basically you know you knew that I shouldn't be taken too seriously. But yeah, I mean, kind of just, yeah, kind of tongue in cheek. And I was like, and I, so it's like that's in the back of my head right now. I'm like, you know, because I wouldn't really have to set up the game at all. You know, I could just kind of do it. You know, I could just I could show the book, you know, it's like this is why I didn't like about it. Maybe show the board a little bit. But they'd be they'd be a quicker, faster game to produce. So you know, maybe that I would do that, but you see, the thing is, is that most, I mean, unlike, I mean, there's, there's like reviewer, I mean, Tom will still do a negative review here and there, but for the most part, negative reviews don't really exist, honestly. I mean, um, you know, it's like, you'll get, instead of, instead of out and out negativity, what you'll get from a review is, what you'll get is, um, you know, I didn't really like it, but I can see why somebody would. I mean, that that seems to be as yeah, as negative yeah. as it gets nowadays. You know, and and you know, and that's uh, you know, I mean, it's. I think it takes a I, I, one. One of the problems is that um, board games, and you know, you go to you go to a convention, you're going to see that designer. And, and 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 trust me, if if you if you took apart a game, and and gave it the business, um, they're going to come up and talk to you about it. Not mad. Um, but like the designer of small world, like I did, a, I did a small world review that I just said, this, this is not a good game. I, I just, I mean, I absolutely detested small world and, um, and, and the designer actually like saw me, he came up to me, he's like, Oh, you're the one who doesn't like my game. You know? And I was just like, <laughs> Are you so, sure that was me? That wasn't me. <laughs> was lots of guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, it's such a close knit family. It's like, you, you just, you know, you don't want to, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I, maybe if I was, if I was more of a true critic, you know, I wouldn't really care what, what you know, whether or not it hurt somebody's feelings. But right. um, one of the nice things about the board game hobby is that we really do, I think, even as it's getting bigger, feel like kind of a family. And, um, and we, you know, we, 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 we try to, we try to be play nice, I guess, in, in, in all walks, both, both playing the games and otherwise we just, we, we, for the most part, in my opinion, everybody just tries to do the right thing. Well, and you know, not every game is for everybody. Like I, I got a chance to play camel up, uh, over the weekend. I, I run a board game meet up here by my, by my place. Cool. And, um, it was it was okay, you know. It, it didn't grab me. It wasn't something like I, would, oh man, this was great. I gotta, go, I'm gonna put it on my list and I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and not that there's anything wrong with the game, um, you know. If I if I was gonna review it for the for the podcast, I'd be like, hey, I I didn't like it, but well, like you said, you know, it, it's not my game. Uh, and there's other games that I've liked, and you know, I was looking back at, at a lot of the reviews that I've done, and again, most of them have been positive really for the most part. I mean, it hasn't been anything like, wow, this was just terrible. And I, I don't even know why they sent it. And why is this on Kickstarter? Cause it doesn't help anybody. Um, yeah. And like you said, it just might not be something that tickles your fancy. And I, and, and like you, I think at that point, I would just be like, Hey, I'm not comfortable doing this because you know, either I can't figure it out or I just, it doesn't catch me. It's, it's not something that I would want to be involved with and I don't want to slam it. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just not helpful. 
Well, and I think I think what a lot of it is is like, and I mean, you know, and maybe both of you guys can answer this. How many times have you guys played a game, and like you got done playing it, and you're like, um, well, I never have to play that again. You know, it's just like, and it, you know, it's not so much that you didn't like it. It's just like, all right, it's done. I mean, that game shown me everything that it's going to show me, and and I and now I played it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still relatively new to the board gaming aspect. Like I grew up, you know, playing Parcheesi and, you know, aggravation and all those sorts mm. of things. So, I mean, I, I've gotten more into board games, you know, because of the podcast and my collection is quickly growing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I'll, I'll catch stuff across Twitter or, you know, if I see one of reviews or somebody else's reviews or I'll, I'll catch something and I'll write it down and I'll go back and look it up later. And some things I've, gone back to investigate more and I'm like eh, I don't think that one is probably going to be for me and you know you're looking at spending you know somewhere between 30 and a hundred dollars for a game it's like yeah I'll see if I know somebody that has it and try to play it um, but but like maybe camel up I mean I if someone brought it again I might play it if somebody wanted to play something else I would be at the other table because it just it, it wouldn't be something that you know, to be like, oh, yeah, I got to make sure I get in on that again. But we played Bang, which was a lot of fun, and I would totally do that again. Uh, one, of my, one, of my, uh, one of my friends, uh, you know, dear friends, uh, Jason, um, he, uh, he, he has never survived the first round of Bang ever. <laughs> uh, it's just he's unfortunately just in this, this, this situation where, like, he just, like, unless he gets to act first, um, they just, uh, everybody just, at this point now, it's like, it's, we just do it on purpose. We just, <laughs> we just, we just try to kill them as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, just like, and I bang and I, and I bang and I bang. Oh, you're dead. You know, <laughs> it's just like, he just, he just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, you know, board games are, uh, you, you can find games that are very polarizing. I mean, like, and some of the games that I think, are absolute train wrecks I and mean, people just love, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I could, I play, I played pandemic once and I wanted to take that one time I played it and, and forget that it ever happened. I, you know, but <laughs> man, uh, just people just can't get enough pandemic. I just, I don't understand it at all. Do you have a favorite game? No, I mean, well, I mean, I, I mean, I have, a, I have a game at that moment that I really like. I mean, there's games that like, I, I, I've used this terminology like, like five times today at least. But I mean, like, you know, like evergreen. I, I don't really like that terminology because I, I just hate that thing. But it's like, you know, there are games in my collection that like, um, unless I played it very recently, like if somebody say, Hey, let's play that. I'll be like, okay, let's play that. I mean, and there's, and those games are all over the place. I mean, like, you know, Battlestar Galactica, uh, you know, Arkham Horror, Elder Tor, uh, Kingsburg, Pillars of the Earth, uh, Dominant Species, Urban Sprawl, um, Thunder Road. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, if you, if you put a gun to my head, I could maybe, you know, come up with a top 20, but I mean, it's just, but I mean, man, I mean, it's just like, like if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said Blood Rage was like the best game of all time, you know. But I mean, now, I mean, I, after after like fifty games of Blood Rage, I'm just like, well, you know, I'm kind of done, you know. I mean, it's just like, cause, well, no, I mean, it's just because you eventually you've done everything, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like you, I mean, like, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, um, like Russian Railroads. When Russian Railroads came out, I was like, and I played it for the first time ever. 
I was like, this is really, really good. I was just like, wow. I mean, like, you know, as far as like a worker placement game, I was really, really intrigued by that. And then like the second time I played it, I was like, that was still really good. I was like, this has got some legs. And like by play number four, I was just, and I'm done. You know, I was just like, you know, I mean, there, there really wasn't a, a strategy left anymore. Now when the German railroads expansion came out and now the American railways thing came out as well. I mean, that's given it a little bit more life, but, you know, I mean, it was just kind of like, uh, you know, games only games have a finite amount of, you know, stuff to them, for lack of a better terminology. I mean, it's just like, and, it, and it, for me, I like exploring a game. I like exploring what the game allows me to do, the different options I have. But that moment where you kind of learn it, and now all of a sudden, now, now you're just playing it to kind of, you know, try to like establish your strategy and trying to like, you know, get that victory point engine, you know, running even a little bit more smoother than it did the last time you play it. And, and all of a sudden now you got four people at the table all working as hard as they can just to squeeze a few more points out <laughs> to see what they can do. I mean, there's some people that really, really, I'm talking about that disparagingly, but there's some people I know that just love that. They love doing that. They love like refining their strategy and like, you know, let's play race for the galaxy for the like 250th time, you know, and it's just, and they love it. And they, you know, God bless them. They, you know, go for it. But for me, I'm just like, ugh, you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to like massage myself through another, you know, seven rounds of this. I, I just, I, it's there's nothing left, you know. I, I want to go on and move to something new. I mean, I'll, you know, if somebody like, you know, Race to the Galaxy is still something that, like, if somebody said, hey, let's play that, and it's like, okay, well, I'll play it. That'll be my one time this year that I'll that I'll want to play it, you know, and I'll have fun with it, and then I'll put it back, and and then you know, and then I'll like try to remember all the turn, like all the different iconography, you know, next for the next time I take it down. But I mean, um, and I think that's like one of the things that does kind of stink is that there's so many games like that now where it's, it's really tough to pare it down. I mean, like, I mean, my, my, my personal collection is ridiculously huge, but there, and there's games in that collection that I haven't played in two years. And like, okay, yes, the mentality is like, if you haven't played in a year, you should get rid of it, you know, give it to somebody else, sell it, trade it, do something with it. But I know only because I know because it's happened. It's like, I know there are games in my collection that yes, maybe I haven't played in a couple of years, but there'll be a moment where I'll be like, Oh, yeah, I really want to play that. Oh, that's right. I sold it for, uh, you know, $20 and a, and a copy of Bang the Dice Game. Why did I do that? You know, I really, just like, and then you're, you're annoyed with yourself. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that, that's one thing, man. I mean, it's just like this hobby, just, it's, you know, we, we, it, it, we, it, it makes collectors out of everybody. And and you need you you at a certain point you you have to designate like you have to have like an entire room that's all it is you know mm-hmm. I, I you know it's just I mean I love my game room but I walk in there and I'm like this is ridiculous you know <laughs> it's like, just your wife says every time oh, she walks by <laughs> oh she has to walk by it to go to the laundry room and and you know just she just she even says make sure you just close the door when you come out of there so I don't have to look at it you know just because she mm-hmm. just shakes her head. <laughs> How many but, games do you think you have? See, that's just it. I, I, I have like I have all these grand ideas where if I just had like you know a day, you know, where I didn't have to do anything but like categorize, like like 
separate my games and the stuff I wanted to get rid of, stuff I wanted to trade, stuff I wanted to keep. Like I, if I just had 24 hours where I didn't have to do anything else, you know, I, I'd be able to do it. Um, you know, I stopped updating my BGG page, you know, my, my account there. And like, you know, so it, that is not accurate at all. And I think I have like 400 games listed there. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it's like around 1500. I mean, I'm just looking, yeah, I'm looking over and it's just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I can see a box of games that of things I purchased at Gen Con that are still in the box that I shipped them home and I haven't opened it up yet just because Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like, that's horrible. I mean, it's just like, I went there. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a good game. And I bought like, you know, four games. That could be a video all by itself for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, and have a bunch of people angry at me for not having played in your head, right? Look <laughs> no, I haven't you. played yet. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it's yeah, I mean it's 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 uh it's it's ridiculous. It's it's um and uh it is a hobby that but it's it's a hobby that people are passionate about and and um you know, man, you get and not to be all like weird and and, and soliloquy here, but I mean you, you get you get uh, you get one trip, and um, and you should grab as much fun as you possibly can on your on your on your, on your way through. And and um, oh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really have any, I don't regret any of the games I played. I don't regret my hobby at all. Um, you know, it's just it's it is ridiculous. So it, but you know, it's um, it's but yeah, I mean, it's you should. I think I think that's like the one thing is like you know, you have to be passionate about something, right? You know, and, and just. Or else, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, you just something's got to be in your life that, I mean, it doesn't have to be board games. It can be anything, you know, I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you got to have something that, you know, is, you know, your thing. And, um, and board games, you know, is my thing. And luckily enough, I have a family that, uh, you know, uh, puts up with it. And uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a nine-year-old girl that, that loves it as much as I do. So, that's um, awesome. yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And stands to inherit fifteen hundred plus. <laughs> <laughs> I've often said, I said, you know, it's like I've got um, before before I got into board games. Uh, um, most of my uh, most of my uh, uh, usable income, my fun income, was going into like graphic novels. So there's like a giant library of graphic novels, and and now a giant library. So I was like. So some some grandchildren of mine somewhere down the road or great grandchildren they're going to have a treasure trove of stuff you mm-hmm. know just like oh, yeah. that they're going to be ridiculously happy or they're going to throw in the garbage yourself for a hundred dollars total and <laughs> and somebody I, somebody I don't even know will be even more happy so you know mm-hmm. holy effect. shit they sell the stuff for a hundred dollars those idiots yeah. <laughs> That's all right. You'd mentioned earlier that you're you're working over a tasty minstrel now. I'm assuming since you gave up the suit and tie, you're you're doing a full time gig over there. How did that how did that come to pass? Did they they reach out to you? Did you see that had they posted that they were looking for someone and you were like, hey, I'm looking to not do what I'm doing. Uh, that was I mean that's just a, that was serendipity. Uh, that was um it was a situation and and I. Uh, I'll try to tell a shorter story here. Basically, first year I went to Gen Con, uh, Joel, Eddie, and I drive through review. We're sharing a room, and I was tired, and he was tired, and I said, hey, let's head back to the room and, and get up. And it was like, I think it was a Friday night, so we'd get up for Saturday for Gen Con. And he's like, I'm supposed to meet the Tasty Minstrel guys over in this one room or whatever. We're supposed to hang out and play some games. I was like, all right, I'll go with. And I had had, you know, conversations with them, but I hadn't really, you know, you know didn't really – 
know him, you know. And so uh, I went over there, and Joel immediately abandoned me and ran, ran off with Seth Jaffe to go play <laughs> Hanabi. And uh, and so then I ended up, and then Michael Mendez was there, the, the the founder, the CEO of the company. He he had like some prototypes that that people had handed off to him at the convention uh, that wanted him to. They wanted him to look at it, and we. So he's like, "Would you mind playing some of these with me?" I was like, "That's fine, we can play." And so we sat down and we started playing these, and I don't remember any of them. They weren't really that good. Um, but we just, we just started, uh, we just started trading life stories and, you know, he was a father, I was a father, you know, we started talking about life and board games and, and we just started laughing and we just started telling stories about our lives and we were joking around and having a good time. And, and then, I mean, all of a sudden it was like, I was super tired, but all of a sudden it was like three thirty in the morning and it was like, we were still just talking and having a blast. And, and, um, so I ended up in this weird situation where I was like, all of a sudden I was like, you know, like, you know, Michael and I would, we would talk, you know, like once every month or so. And anytime we ran into it at a convention, we always made sure we went and grabbed lunch together. And like, he always would say, he's like, Hey, you know, let's go, let's go grab lunch this day. And he always made time for me, you know, and you, you always talked about the board game industry. He turned me for advice or whatever. And so it was just like at Gen Con, maybe two or three years ago, uh, like I was helping him set up his booth because he, he got me a badge, you know, to an exhibitor badge for the, for the convention. You know, I didn't, he's like, I was like, Do I, you know, I, I felt I should work, do something. He's like, no, no, no I just want to get you the badge. I was like, no, no, help set the booth. And we were talking and I just said, you know, when are you going to give me a job? And he, just, and, he <laughs> and, and he just, and then he just flat out said, do you, you really want a job? And I was like, well, maybe. And so then that one comment and built off of that one conversation that I decided not to go back to my room and I hang out. Um, it just, it was one of those things where he and I just slowly talked about it and talked about what he would expect from me as an employee and, and what I would do. And then, and then like he always said, well, this is a, if, if, and when, you know, and then it, it became a win. And then it just, and then it became a point where he called me up and said, I can offer you this for a salary. And I said, well, I can't work for anything less than this. And so then he said, and after a little bit of negotiation, we, he said, okay, sounds good. Uh, you're hired. And that was, that was it. I mean, that was that. And, um, it's, it's, I'm in a weird situation where, you know, it's just like, I'm one of like eight employees of, of a company instead of one of like 5,000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, it's like, I'm where I, I get to, like, I mean, yes, it's scary. It was very, very scary to leave, like, the comfort of my job that I had. Um, you know, good benefits, you know, the, like, you know, very structured, you know, come to work, sit in desk, yeah, <laughs> do this. If you, if you accomplish that during the day, you know, there are no, there are, you know, now, but, you know, I, now I get to work and, and world where I'm very passionate about it. And I get to, you know, connect with gamers all around the world and, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and, and I, I, and I do feel like, like my opinions and my suggestions that ever like are, are valued. And, and, uh, and, and I, and I get to take part in, you know, the decisions that the company is making and like, you know, and like, I'm very proud of the fact that I went to Japan with Michael and we found the game Yokohama over there. And, um, and like we came back and we were like, we need to publish this. And, like we signed the contract with Hazashi Hayashi. We started at the Kickstarter like less than six weeks later. And it was the most successful Kickstarter that uh, TMG ever did. 
And I was like, and that was my first really big thing that I did with them was like promoting that and getting the word out and getting, you know, a copy of that game into as many people's hands as possible and, and going to conventions and demoing it and showing it off. And, and um, yeah. And so then, yeah, I mean, I don't remember it was like, you know, five or 600 grand that we made off of it. And they, so it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I can, I, you, no matter whatever happens, I can point to that, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's so, it's just, so cool, you know, to work in and, and be, be able to do, you know, being gainfully employed in something that you just love and instead of just, and I have nothing against my old job, nothing. They, they paid me well, they took care of me. Um, they, you know, you know, put, put a roof over uh, my kids' heads and, you know, and, and my, you know, I hadn't, there was, me leaving the company was not me not liking them. It was just one of those things where it was like, I didn't want to, well, no. Yeah. And I also, as I told my wife, I said, I really don't want to be 75 years old and say, I really should have taken that job. (laughs) You know, I mean, just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, come what may, you know, I, I want to be able to say that, you know, I want to be able to say that. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think part of it too is, um, moving towards a direction where you're designing your life and you're, you're, you're choosing options that you know are going to create great memories for yourself. And I think if you, maybe if you'd stayed in the, 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 the desk job, it wouldn't be as, as great of memories as you're creating now with, you know, a, a company of only eight people. Yeah. No. And I mean, it's, 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 it's scary. I mean, thankfully my, my wife, I mean, I met my wife at my old job. So, I mean, you know, I, thankfully she's still there. So I still have insurance and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's things like that that are good. Um, you know, and, but, uh, like my wife even said too, she's like, you, she's, she said, you're not, you're not built, uh, for, for the corporate world. It's surprising that she lasted there as long as she did. So, um, no well, endorsement. <laughs> Well, no. Uh, one of the one of the weird things was is I remember um, the like my boss's 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 boss, the, like the top guy in our area. Um, he had he had a really weird kinship with me. I mean, like it was one of those things where it's like he he took a special interest in me. He always would come up to me and he'd ask me for advice. He's like, but all sorts of things, and he'd always come over and like it was weird. It was like you know I was like you know I mean. I mean, I'd been there for a long time and, and most people at the, at the place knew who I was and what have you. And, and, but, um, they would, they always would think it was weird that like, you know, this guy that would, would like come down from the mountain, basically it, uh, come over and like sit at my desk and just talk to me about whatever. And then we just, you know, and, and it wasn't even half the time. It wasn't even really about work. It was just about life. And, and I remember like the moment I knew I was going to quit, I, I walked into his desk. I walked to, I walked into his office and I said, Hey, just letting you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm moving on. And I'm, and I, I told him what I was going to do. And he said, I am, he's like, I am, I am, I am so sad that you're not going to be anymore, but I, I can't begin to tell you how happy I am that you're not here anymore. You know, he's like, and he said, it's had nothing to do with you as a, like, as an employee. It's just, he's like, your, he's like, your creativity and passion is just wasted here. So he's like, good for you. You know? And he's like, there's always a place here for you if you ever want to come back. So you know, but I don't want you ever to come back. So I was like, so, you know, and, and I was like, that was really nice. You know, it was like, yeah. So, I mean, it, like I said, it was, it was, had nothing to do with my job, me not wanting to be there. It had everything to do with this being a, such a better option. And, and, and just as far as like, um, me 
like it, it, happiness in my life, you know, in general. So, and I'm really blessed. I'm, I'm exceedingly lucky. And I, and I tell myself every single day, every single day that I get annoyed of having to answer yet another email uh, dealing with a board game or something like that, where I was like, I've told you this 17 times. Like, you know, I mean, I tell myself this could be so much worse. It could be so much worse. Just, just type it out with a smile and hit send and, and move on. So, you know, but you know that's that's what it is, man. I, like I said, I am I am ridiculously uh, blessed to be in the situation I'm in. So cool, cool. All right, uh, so I got I have one more here, and then we'll we'll roll into our final five questions, which is uh, five geeky nerdy, you know, right. kind of either right, sort of questions. This was a little this. bit. A little more esoteric. So before we get into that, uh, what do you think is contributing to the resurgence in board gaming? And, uh, and in general, <laughs> I guess. Well, everybody, uh, the 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 the. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go against culture here a little bit. I mean, everybody like wants to say that it's because of. Oh, you know, it's like we live in such a digital world. People are like finally unplugging, and they're like they're they're interacting with people. And I say bullshit because <laughs> you go to BGGCon, and the vast majority of everybody, when it isn't their turn, they got their phone out and they're looking at their phone. You know, and it's just like you know. And two years ago, if you had your phone out of the table, people would just glare at you now if you'll just accept it you know because because they want to be on their phone you know they want to like check and see what's on facebook they got to take a picture of the game make sure they post it oh you know you know i'm playing kingsbury at bgg con 2016 you know because they you know by god if somebody doesn't know what i'm doing every five minutes of the day they're gonna you know and, and i'm just as much to blame as anybody for it you know like you know it's just like so i'm not gonna but i mean we are we're in this like weird culture where all of a sudden like everybody's day-to-day life is so important you know and it isn't even so much i think that like you know that we have to tell anybody it's like it's it's a combination of like wanting to record it for ourselves you know gone are the days where you know you'd fish out your leather-bound journal and and today i you know that that's just done you know you know but now it's like we're going to take a little snapshot of our life and we're going to put it on there. And then, and Facebook's even nice enough to let us know a year later. Do you remember doing this? No, but I do now, you know, you know, so, uh, you know, it's the reason why board gaming is getting big now is because people that aren't passionate about the hobby recognize that there's money to be made. And that's the long and short of it. It's, it's, it's people seeing, uh, exploding kittens make eight billion dollars on Kickstarter. It's it's even games like Scythe making one point seven million dollars in Kickstarter. It's outside people that aren't like it's people that are going to to Walgreens and seeing like like indie indie board and card games on the shelf there. They're seeing Coup on the shelf. They're seeing Resistance on the shelf. They're like, what is this? And then like they do a little research and they're like, holy crap, these games are getting like sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars in Kickstarter. I could come up with a board game and you know, and that's and that's what it is. People that have money are investing it, you know, and they're and they're and they're you know working with that company and they and and that's what it is. And that's neither here. That's neither bad nor good. It's it, money is completely neutral. It's 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 the people behind it. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad thing, but that's why it's getting bigger. It's because people are realizing that you can be successful and 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 you know fatten up your bank account uh, by 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 making tabletop games. Right. And and that's that's the long and short of it. I mean, you know, nine times out of ten, why is this happening? For all the money. 
you know, the, the money, because money drives, money is the driving force. And I'm not saying that there isn't some, you know, happy-go-lucky, you know, smiley face things, you know, going on where it's like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, we just need to, we need to unplug and whatever. I, I won't deny that there might be some of that, but no, it's, there isn't enough of that to, to, to warrant the explosion that we're seeing in the hobby right now. And I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Remember though, it's still so, so small when you compare it to video games, you compare oh, it sure. to books, you compare it to movies, you compare it to Netflix, all those things. Board games are tiny, 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 tiny things. So, um, but yeah, it's getting bigger, you know, and, and I, it, it'll be really, really fun to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it does have the added benefit. You, you know, you follow that money in and, it, and it's good for us who are, you know, for us as ancillary you know, involved in it and, you know, you are involved in it and, you know, just getting into the hobby, uh, you know, and you may have to weed through some things that are maybe not as great, uh, but some, you know, anything that brings more attention to the hobby and brings more people into it, eh, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and that's the second time you use the word ancillary correctly. So I'm, I'm very, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I have to throw it in there, you know. <laughs> All right, give me these five questions. I'm excited. All right, so the first one is Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, I have to pick one? Well, you don't have to. I mean, you can say both. It's not, well, it's not completely binary, but you can... Well, no, I, okay, to, 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 you know, sub-reference, do you guys remember the old game called Scruples? Yes. It was a party game? I don't think I ever played it, but yeah. So like the whole thing was it was like you would you would ask a question of somebody and then everybody would guess what your answer would be like you know if you had a roommate that wanted to do naked yoga would you let them you know like that kind of thing you know like and so you know, yes and and you had yes no or maybe where they think and I always hated the fact that there was the maybe because every answer is a maybe. You know, it's just like, you know, would you ever want a gun? You know, yes, no, or maybe. Oh, well, maybe if there was a zombie apocalypse. You know, yeah. so it's just like, you know, I always hate the maybe. So so when you ask these questions, yes, I mean, I have to pick one. So I should have to pick one. I shouldn't be able to say, well, I think both, you know, because that's, that's, that's weak. Um, man. I'm going to go with Star Wars mostly because I can remember um, my dad – uh, my parents got divorced when I was really young, and I remember my dad when he had me one weekend um, in 1977, and I would I would have been in first grade, and I went and he picked me up uh, for like his Wednesday that he had me, and I remember he said, "We're gonna go to a movie," and I said I asked him what the movie was, and he said it's a new one, it's called Star Wars, and I, we went to a movie theater that no longer exists, it's been torn down, and I remember sitting there. And I remember at six thinking this was like the absolute most cool thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And um, I mean, later on in my life, I, I kind of learned to love Star Trek and, and like the old school Star Trek and things like that. But I mean, Star Wars just for the sheer ability for it to transport me like to some fantastic level of, of imagination and all, I mean, and you know, this is actually an easier question now that I think about it. I never ran around. I never ran around the playground, or I never ran around my backyard with my buddies pretending to be Captain Kirk. But mm-hmm. you, you know, damn well I ran around pretending I was Luke Skywalker, like oh, yeah. all the time when I was a kid. 
So yeah, yeah I, I I mean I might not have liked some of the re- more recent stuff that they'd done with it, but man, those 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 that four, five, and six back when they were just you know one, two, and three, um, that was that was that was amazing, and that was that was, I remember, yeah, it was, it was yeah, so yeah, definitely Star Wars. Uh, and and it's I read today I didn't read the article I I kind of glanced through it because I don't want any spoilers but they said that Rogue One is aimed at you and me and Vince and our age bracket it, it's meant for adult fans who grew up with four or five and six and it has you know kid friendly things and it's Disney and whatever but it's it's meant more for a mature audience, I guess, or that, that reminiscence of, you know, I saw it when I was five, you saw it when you were six. I mean, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to go. I think I'm going to go Friday morning with my dad. Interesting. Yeah. I think I might go to that one with my dad too, but um, interesting factoid uh, about, about, uh, about Star Wars. And this is one of the things that I think is just amazing. Um, when the first Star Wars came out, when it was just Star Wars, we didn't know it was called a new hope or anything like that. But when Star Wars came out, the country of France was still chopping the heads off people with guillotines. <laughs> they, they still had the death penalty and they were still using a guillotine to kill them. So yeah, just think about that. That was, that, I mean, that's, that's how far back star Wars was. I mean, I think in like, I, they abolished the death penalty in like 1979 or something like that. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. So just, it just, Fair reference. Right. Interesting <laughs> fact. <to me>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, board games or RPGs? RPGs. Uh, no, not a question. Um, uh, RPGs, and I, and I, I, I wrote, uh, who knows, been lost to the internets for the news. But I wrote a, I wrote a long uh, article about this. I said, uh, I mean, basically what it comes down to is that when in RPG, basically what you have is you have, um, you, you can buy a store adventure or whatever, but the, the basic premise is, is that the, there's somebody that you're, you're, you're suggesting will control the action, control the world, control everything, and has ultimate knowledge. And but they go into it saying, "This is the story I want to tell. You need to rescue the king who is trapped in this dungeon or whatever." You know, so they 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 have this story they're going to tell, and and they know exactly you know episode you know act one, act two, act three. They they know everything that's going to happen. Um, and he inherently or she inherently wants you to succeed. They don't. They want to tell that story. They want to have that full complete story. Yet. And the players know this, even even on some like subconscious level, they they know that you this this is what's supposed to happen. But everybody buys into the idea that you might not do it. That like that like the story that's going to happen over the course of like several sessions or even one session is is like uh, it's it's going to you know it's like we we've had this suspension of, of of belief that like there's a possibility we'll fail and maybe you will with bad dice rolls, but ultimately you're there to tell a story as as a collective group, and everybody buys into that and everybody lives and breathes it and and um I mean I have uh I have I have moments from D and D from thirty six thirty seven years ago that I still remember vividly. You know, and I don't remember anything. I mean, there's occasional board game moments that you have, but I mean, you know, like as long as it's like a thematic game, nobody ever remembers like, you know, some dry Euro, like, oh, I remember I won by three points because I converted my last sand cube into glass. You know, nobody ever, nobody ever remembers that. But I mean, but I mean, like with, um, 
with RPGs, man, you, the, those stories, those moments, uh, when, when somebody absolutely positively had to have a 20 and, and, and they got it, you know, like you have those moments that are, so yeah, RPGs, definitely. Cool. All right. Uh, DC or Marvel? Um, man, cause I mean, I, once again, I have to go with childhood cause it was, it would be Marvel just cause I, I grew up, um, I mean, obviously DC kind of claim me later but um at, you know i i I'm a, I'm a huge batman fan i always have been but i mean i was a spider-man fan first and and spider-man still is just the best i mean he's just he, he's um you know i mean i i you know and batman's cool and and i you know i mean he wouldn't be tattooed on my leg if he wasn't cool but um and, and batman's got the best villains man and i'm not even talking about the joker i mean batman's got the scarecrow he's awesome mr freeze great you know just he's got the best villains um but um but spider-man i mean it's just like he peter parker is just he's just the best i mean and, and he just is um everything about spider-man and everything i mean he's he's got he always had the best storylines and he's got some pretty badass villains too i mean the vulture doc ock uh you know venom obviously um, you know, just like, it's just, he was just so quintessential. I mean, just like a guy that just, you know, never, he was just, he was just a sad sack. He never won. I mean, he win, but he never win. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like, um, I can remember a signature moment, like, and this is how much I, I read comics all the time. This, this signature moment when like he was dealing with carnage, you know, like I remember Venom's little offspring or whatever. And, uh, and, and so he teamed up with Venom to try to capture carnage and venom made him promise that no matter what, that he would let venom go. Like he said, I don't trust you, Peter Parker. You're going to like, you're going to screw me over. And he's just like, you know, and he's like, well, you got to promise, to let me go. And I said, well, if I let you go, you're going to try to kill me. He's like, well, yes, but I'm not going to try to kill you until after this. <laughs> and he's just like, all right, fine. I promise I'll let you go. Well, then he double crosses venom and he captures both carnage and venom at the same time. And like the sound cages or whatever. And Venom is like screaming at him. You know, it's like, you promised us, Peter Parker. You promised us. You betrayed us. And um, and for whatever reason, for God knows whatever reason, J. Jonah Jameson was there. And he hears Venom say this. And he's like, you gave me your word and you betrayed him. You know, it's like, he's like, you know, it's like, you know, you know he's, what did he say? He said that he was like something along the lines of, it's like, you know, it's like, you're not a hero. You know, he's just like, you know, it's like Captain America never would have given his word. And like, and then Spider-Man just said, he, and I always love this line. He said, um, he's like, you're right. He said, Captain America wouldn't have betrayed his word. Captain America probably wouldn't have given his word. Captain America would have figured out, figured out a way to do it without Venom's self. You know why? Because Captain America is a legend. I'm just a man. And he, mm-hmm. and he, and he, just, and he leaves and he walks away. And I, I, I mean, I always thought that like, yeah, Spider-Man was just like, he was just the, uh, the, 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 hapless like the ziggy of the spider-man yeah. <laughs> you know, just 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 can't win no matter what this is charlie brown yeah there you go the spider-man suit yeah well he's, he, peter parker is always the everyman i mean he's just you know the kid got bit get you know got bit by the spider so yep yeah, making his way yeah uh, exactly all right sci-fi or fantasy oh are these the worst or what <laughs> Well, it's just, it's tough to decide. I mean, because, I mean, I, I, I mean, this, I'd have to like go with like what has given me, um, see, like I was, uh, you know, like fantasy, like novels and stuff like that. I mean, like I got into those obviously, but I was never, I mean, as much as I read them, I was never, I never really thought the Hobbit was a really good book. I never really thought, 
the the Lord of the Rings books were all that good either. I, I mean, all right, but, all right, back up, back up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they were okay, but I mean, but I mean, I cut my teeth on like Dragonlance and stuff like that. But now, if you go back and like you ask me like sci-fi, I mean, like, like you, 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 you say so I'm gonna I end up with I'm gonna end up on sci-fi here, but I mean, like the pulp science fiction novels, like, like the stuff like, you know, forever war, uh, by Joel Haldeman or, uh, like starship troopers, like not that horrible, horrible movie, but <laughs> the actual like book, the star, you know, starship troopers by Heinlein. I mean, a stranger in a strange land by Heinlein. I mean, Heinlein's just a great writer. I mean, he, he's very pulpy, but I mean, he was, he was, he was a really, really good writer. Um, you know, so, and I always ended up, I mean, like, I always, like, I, I just always thought spaceships were cool, man. So, I mean, and then the whole idea of of traveling to other worlds and everything was, was pretty awesome. It's too bad they never really made a really, really good sci-fi RPG. I think, I, I think, I think the problem is, is that with, with sci-fi RPGs is that you reach this point where if your technology is so good that it's better than anything your player can do, then you kind of like you, you there's no reason to really you, your adventurer could be anybody you know i mean and just like yeah. because oh okay give me the ray gun i'll shoot it you know <laughs> just like you you don't really but like but with with uh in a fantasy rpg it's like as you get better it's like oh okay you can you you because the, the the technology stays really low tech it's like yeah i have a sword but now i can swing it better you know yeah. or i i can cast bigger and better magic spells so but I mean, as far as like sci-fi, I was up all—I would stay up all night long reading science fiction, pulp, pulp, fiction, pulp novels, you know, all the time. And um, I never really got into—I mean, I read, read a little Dragonlance, um, but you know, and I mean, obviously, I mean, like, and there's some other stuff now. It's more serious. I mean, I guess Game of Thrones technically kind of is fantasy, but not really. Um, yeah. You know, but um, uh, yeah, I and mean, yeah, sci-fi. And the last question is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, well, I mean, this is, this is that thing where it's like, you know, you say you'd stop time so you can sleep in or whatever. (laughs) But, um, so you see, you can't, you can't go too, too crazy. You know, like you can't say mind control because then that, then you're just evil. Um, because there's no way anybody, there's no way anybody can have the ability to control minds and not, like, because we're all we're all fundamentally weirdly evil. I mean, there's like this, like there'd be the one moment where it would be just like, this would be so much easier if you would just shut up, and then you'd like make them shut up. Yeah, you know, you'd do it, and you'd be like, well, now that I since I've done that, you know, you can incrementally get a little bit worse each time, and then then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you're the purple man on on uh, on in in the 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 marvel world where you're just basically you know making everybody just do everything you want just because you know you're psychotic and and you you uh, let it go to your head so let's let's take a step back and we can go to like some classics you know like you know flying or invisibility you know actually the ability to read minds without but not controlling them just being able to read minds so when you're actually talking to somebody and they're like saying you know you know, it's like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll we'll get that done. And then the back of their head, like, you prick. You know, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, he's not going to do that. You know, so you know, read minds would be good. But then again, God, that'd be really depressing because like you'd find out that all these people had all these like horrible, all these people that are like like what you think would be really awesome would just you know, they would they would reveal themselves to being these horrible human beings. Oh man, I mean, it's just like so. 
don't know, man. Uh, let's go with um, – hmm. wow, this is tough. <laughs> um, this is turning to work. Yeah, it is. It's because like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, well, like like flying would be fun, but I mean, but you know, just get cold. You know, I mean, it's just like you know, I mean, it, it, it just, you know, it's like you get too high, you just be cold, right? And, you know, and it's just like you have, you have to have some kind of you'd have to have some kind of suit at that point, and you'd yeah, be exactly. Um, you know, and like super speed would be cool, I guess, but I mean, you know, just like, I don't How about something like, uh, telekinesis or, uh, well, telekinesis would be, be, I mean, ultimately like you, 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 you just, you, I think everybody would just pervert their superpower into something that would make them money though at some point. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I, I mean, I'm more like function, like teleportation, like being able to get where I want to go. Without having to like instantaneously, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's like I got to be there in two minutes. Okay, I can be there in two minutes. Boom. Okay, thank you. You know, plus you can tell you can teleport into the bank vault, and then you can leave. You know, and oh, the cops are here. I'm out. You know, just like just like so. You know, but then again, that's just. I I think it's. I think it is really, really good that superpowers don't exist because human beings. Unfortunately, as they say, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, uh, it's a good thing we don't have them. Um, there's, a, and I'll let you go here. I'm sure you guys got stuff to do, but uh, there's a fantastic. Uh, there was a really bad movie uh, called Wanted, but there was a fantastic graphic novel by Mark Millar. Yeah, called Wanted. that was really good. Yeah. It was very good, and but the precursor to that, the idea behind it. I don't know if you ever read that. The the idea behind it was that uh, his when he was young, he, mm. he got into his brother's superhero comics. He was reading them, and, and, then, and then his older brother told him, he's like, you know, the superheroes were real. And he was like, really? And he was like five or six, so he believed it. And he's like, yep, uh, but right before you were born, they all, <laughs> they all got into a spaceship and they left. And so we'll, we'll never see superheroes again. They all left. Mm. And he was just devastated that he would ne- he would never see people fly around or everything like that, and so he remembered that. And then he was like, "What if we lived in a world where, you know, superheroes mm-hmm. were real, but we were all fooled into believing that they weren't?" You know, and mm-hmm. so, so yeah, that was a good uh, graphic novel. That is a great graphic novel. It is. It is. It is a uh, uh, the, the the that iconic moment where. He opens up the vault, and the last remnant of Superman's cape is in there. And then he's like, "Is that what I think it is?" <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "It is." You know, just like, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That was that was a really, really great idea, and a and a and a great read as well. So, but there you go. Cool. All right. You want to give out all your details here at the end? Of course, we have all the stuff in the show notes. But if you want to oh. throw all that stuff out there. No, no problem. Uh, if you, uh, yeah, if you want to reach me, you can definitely. If you just type in, uh, if you Google "undead Viking," you'll probably find me. I am not part of the Undead Viking Mafia. The, there is a there is a garage metal band uh, that I am not part of. So, uh, you know, I, I apologize if you are a fan of them. That is not me. Uh, but you can reach me on the old Twitter at Undead Viking. You can find me at Undead Viking Videos on YouTube. Um, you can email me at undeadvikingvideos at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to ask me about as far as with uh, Taste of Initial Games goes, your best bet is to contact me at lance at playtmg.com. Uh, so, yeah, and you know, reach out, say hi, do whatever you got to do, and I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. Cool. 
All right. Uh, thank you for coming on, sir. It was a pleasure having you on. I know we uh, kind of been going back and forth, trying to figure things out, get dates scheduled and everything. So uh, I'm glad we were able to work it out. No, this is a lot of fun. We should do it again sometime in the future. We, we, what conventions are you going to go to in 2017? You got any ideas? Uh, we'll be going to Necronomicon, which unfortunately is the same weekend as yeah. Gen Con. Uh, next year. That's how, do they, how, do, how do they schedule that? I mean, do they not know what's, what, what happens? Well, it was the closest weekend to Lovecraft's birthday, so they always try to schedule as close as they can, and unfortunately, it's the same weekend. I, know, I don't know why they didn't go a week ahead or a week behind, but... <laughs> I think they should do it in, in September, October, in the fall. Uh, it's just my humble opinion. It would be prettier up in, in Providence at that time of the year. Well, what do you uh, know? A lot more. A lot yeah, more yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. I mean. Hopefully, uh, we we can uh, meet up at a convention and 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 sit down and play a game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. I would love to be able to do that. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure meeting you, sir. Right. Pleasure meeting you. All right. I'm going to give out all our stuff here, as I always do. Uh, you can find this excellent interview and all of our other cool content at legendsoftabletop.com. Uh, if you have any questions. What? I said it is pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's okay. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you, like if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach out to us at legendsoftabletop at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at legendstabletop, no of. Uh, we're on Instagram and Tumblr and iTunes and SoundCloud and all the good stuff. So like Lance said, go ahead and just throw us into your Google machine and uh, Legends Tabletop come up all over the place. And uh, we appreciate everybody who follows and and downloads and interacts and and sends messages and all that stuff. We really appreciate it. So uh, Mm -hmm. thanks, everybody, for checking this out. And we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.